0: Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What is up everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers and thank you for tuning in to... The Field Filler Podcast. It is in the middle of the week. It is August 20th. It is time to look over our fantasy picks going into the last doubleheader of the 2020 season. It is also the third and second to last race of the regular season for 2020. So the stakes are high for a lot of these drivers. And what a good way to start off this episode. Today, we're going to be doing something a little different. That is right. We're no longer going to be celebrating the holidays. Now, I know what you're thinking. What? No longer the holidays? Then what is Vanilla Wafers going to be rambling about for the first two minutes? Well, I am thinking that since this is a NASCAR podcast, it is time to look back at some a little bit of NASCAR history. And more specifically, whenever the date of this episode gets published, we're going to be looking back at certain winners during that date. So since it is August 20th, I'm going to look at some past winners. We have some noticeable drivers here. On August 20th of 2016, Kevin Harvick was able to get... His 33rd win in his career at Bristol Motor Speedway. He did a burnout with his owner, Tony Stewart, on the front straightaway after he got his second win of the season. Ten years before that, in 2006, Matt Kenseth, driver of the number 17 Roush Fenway Racing, was able to get his victory in Michigan. This would be the 12th of his career, three years after he won his one and only NASCAR Cup Series championship championship. Then in 2000, we had Rusty Wallace win one of his last races of his career at Michigan Motor Speedway, where he got 52 wins in his career. And then finally, let's go all the way back to 1995, before I was born. Bobby Labonte, racing at Michigan, was able to get his second win of his career. 1995 was the first year where he finally started to win in the Cup Series. So there's a little history for you here on August 20th. Now, enough about that. Let's now focus on our fantasy picks. It is more stressful than ever to make sure you get your right picks, and we're going to try to do the best 15, so let's get into it. This is the picks for the doubleheader at Dover. All right, we are going to Dover Speedway, located in Dover, Delaware, where they have had the Monster Mile race ever since 1969. They have raced here over a hundred times. This track is old. The first winner of this race track was none other than the King Richard Petty winning in 1969 over a field of 32 cars where he started 3rd and he won in his 1969 Ford. And the driver with the most victories here is none other than another seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson. He has won here 11 times. So basically he's won 10% of the races and he didn't start racing here till 2002 where he swept both the race in June and the race in September, marking this as one of his best tracks of all time. But enough about that, let's get into our picks. We're going to go by the NASCAR Fantasy Live which means you will be picking six drivers, Five of them will count in the end, and you can garage one. And I, the reason why I picked 15 drivers to go for is because you can only use one driver 10 times. You can't use Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, all those guys for every single race. You can only use them for 10, so you got to be smart on which racetracks you choose them. So I'm going to separate it out, five people being the top dogs, the guys who will most likely score the highest points. The top 10 guys that will be the top 10 in fantasy points. And the dark horses that may be able to triumph over these top guys and top 10 guys. Let's get started. We're first going to start off with none other than Martin Trex Jr., driving the number 19, For this race. He has finished 2nd, 1st, 15th, 4th, 4th, and 3rd in the last six races. He has scored on average 46 points, higher than any other driver on this list. Yes, even Jimmy Johnson. He has really really liked this track and I do believe that time he finished 15th was a race that he was actually doing really good at. Got into a later accident where he still got 31 points. So he's definitely a viable option in this event. If you got enough picks for him, this would be a good time to use him for at least one if not two of the Dover races, another driver, uh, Kevin Harvick, driver in the number four. Kevin Harvick's always one of those guys on the top, uh, top guys list, and when he's on the top 10 guys, do not touch him. But this is another racetrack where you could use him for at least one race. He got a victory here a couple years ago, and the other finishes have been fourth, fourth, sixth, seventeenth, and ninth with his average points being 45, just a little bit under Martin Trex Jr. So if you've used Martin Trex Jr. a couple one too many times, and you still have Kevin Harvick for a couple picks, maybe to do one-on-one on these guys. Now, I know a lot of you have used up Kevin Harvick as much as you can. If you only have one pick left, I would save him maybe for Phoenix. He usually is always up there near the top. If not, maybe one of those races before then, preferably Texas. But if you have a couple of picks, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to use Kevin Harvick for this race. Another driver that we have on here is the seven-time champion, Jimmy Johnson. It's not just because he has 11 wins here. His last six finishes have still been really good. He did have one wreck, which, by the way, if someone has a wreck in the last six races, I take that out of their average because Dover tends to be really hard on equipment. So there is a chance that even though these guys are near the top, there's a chance that they could break something. It has happened to almost every single one of these drivers. So keep that in mind. Jimmy Johnson finishing 8th, 14th, 9th, Third, and he won back in 2017. Now those points, do, uh, those finishes, do not look the best. But when you look back at the points, they're still really high. When he finished eighth place, he still scored 39 points. And then that time he finished ninth, 38 points. Third place, 40 points. So he averages out to 39 points. He is really, really good at this racetrack. And honestly, he's racing for everything. He's going for broke. He needs good finishes. He needs a victory. This might be the track where we will see Jimmy Johnson back in victory lane. Hasn't been the guy to beat, but he's been around in the top five at a couple racetracks. This might be one where he can finally be head and shoulders above everyone else. So keep Jimmy Johnson on your radar. Dover is looking good for him. Also, let's throw in Kyle Busch in the number 18 machine. Kyle Busch, he needs something to go his way. Dover he's had success here in the past and his last few finishes have been really good 6th place the 10th place 8th first 16th He did have a drivetrain problem going back to what I said a little bit ago His average point score is the same with Jimmy Johnson with 39 points. Obviously practices have been bad for him I don't see him to be as strong as Martin Trex jr or Kevin Harvick, but he may try to do everything he can to get a victory this weekend I think this would be his best opportunity to get a victory before the playoffs He absolutely needs it. Otherwise, he's gonna be starting with just like one or two points at the most So he absolutely needs a good race. He could do it here He might be a good top dog to go with and the last guy I'm gonna throw on here is Chase Elliott, driver of the number nine machine. Now, the reason why I'm using Chase Elliott is because he's gotten a victory here before, so he really likes this track. He almost got a victory here his rookie year, and he's working on momentum right now. And if Jimmy Johnson's going to be running good, you bet your ass Chase Elliott's going to run good as well. His average points have been 35. Not the best. He also had engine problems like within the first eight laps of last race, so that was a bit of a bummer for him, but it is what it is. He has a victory in 2018, and he's finished in the top five for the last five races. Will be a good viable option. He's working on momentum. He just knows right now that he has to get victories to get playoff points. He's been running really good this year. Was in a bit of a slump in the summer, but, you know, usually by the end of the season is when he starts to turn things around. Maybe keep an eye on Chase Elliott. He might sneak a victory here this weekend. So those are my top guys, Martin Trex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, and Kyle Busch. Let's now move on to the top 10 guys first starting off with Brad Keselowski just Barely missed the top guys. He's still a really good viable option, so just don't think that he's in the top 10 area means he's a bad pick because Brad Keselowski does fairly well at this track. Yes, he mostly gets top 10s or sometimes outside the top 10, but on average, he's been scoring 37 points, So which means he's doing really good at the stage finishes. He might do the same thing here. He might just put everything together and get himself a top 5, top 10 finish. It's possible, but with 37 points, Brad Keselowski is a fairly good top 10 guy to go with. Another guy I'm going to include in here is Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin was going to be a top guy on my list. However, his average is a little bit lower from everyone else. This has been a track where he hasn't really been the guy to beat. Yeah, he does have a fifth-place finish where he scored 50 points, so he was doing really good in that race. But, I mean, the 2020 season, he's been dominating a lot of tracks. And because of that, I want to make sure that he is the best option to go with because when you use those 10 picks – you, you know damn well he's going to score you 45 or more points. I don't know if he's going to do it in this race. There is a possibility, but there's also a possibility where he may finish eighth and only get you 29 points. So Denny Hamlin, it's always a good option to use him in, but if you only have like two or three picks left, maybe it's a good idea to save him for the Dover race. Let's see how he does on Saturday. If he does really good, then put him in. Clint Boyer, driver of the number 14 machine. He has one of the lower averages here in the top 10 guys with an average point score of 29. However, if you look at his last few results... 10th place, a 9th place, a 2nd place, a 6th place, and then he had a 31st. I had to count that one because he's wrecked out in the other one as well. So that's what really brought down his average. However, he usually runs in the top 10 when it comes to Dover, so obviously going to be a good top 10 guy. He needs good finishes right now. He wants to be locked in before Daytona, and this is going to be a track that he's going to be able to do that, I believe. So look to Clint Boyard for at least one race because he's going to give you about 35 points. Then we got Joey Logano, driver of the number 22. Average is a little bit lower. Still a good viable option. He did finish 34th in the last race here, again with problems. And then the other races, he finished seventh third 13th 15th 25th he's been slowly getting better at this racetrack than he has in the last couple of years so there is good sights of him getting the top 10 I wouldn't say he's a guy that's going to get the victory but we saw the Daytona road course I did not think he was going to do good at all did a strategy got some good stage points so hey maybe there's a good chance he can do that again I mean 37 points for Joey Logano that's really not that bad especially with after the pandemic because he's been kind of hit pretty hard without that practice as well And then the last top 10 guy I'm going to include is the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman actually has a really good average, but he is a bit of a risk taker. I mean, the last two races, he's finished in the top three. One time, the last race, he finished third with 44 points, and the other time he finished second with 48 points, which means it wasn't much of a fluke. He did really, really good in those two races. However, in the other ones, he's wrecked and finished 25th. Now, I'm only including the ones in that number 88 machine because that's only fair. Average point scorer of 36, so you could get the 2018 Alex Bowman or you can get the 2019 Alex Bowman. And this year he's been kind of the 10th or 11th place guy, been right around there. But if it's a track he really likes and if his Rick Henrik team is going to do good, he'll probably be up there as well. Wouldn't be a bad idea to include Alex Bowman for at least one race. So those are my top 10 guys. I got on here Brad Kiselowski, Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, Joey Logano, and Alex Bowman. Last but not least, let's look at our dark horses. Starting off with the number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch has been right around in the middle, hasn't really been the guy to beat, but he has gotten some stage points before and he's gotten some good points. Scores on average 30 points in his last five races here. He's finished 9th, 13th, 8th, 5th, 20th. Or excuse me, he's had two top fives. He didn't get an eighth place. That's my fault. But in those two top fives, he's gotten 40 points and 38. Now again, this is back with Stuart Haas Racing. Kevin Harvick's really good here. Clint Boyer's really good here. Eric Amarola, not too much. But you still see that Stuart Haas really is consistent at this racetrack. Here with Chip Ganassi, he's been in the top 10 a couple of times. However, it really hasn't been a top five guy. There is an opportunity that he could get the same result as he did back in 2018, but look to him to maybe be a top 10 guy, maybe get you about 30 points at most, that's what I'm feeling from him, but if he gets you 30 points, if that's your 5th or 6th guy, that's still really, really good, so Kurt Busch may be a viable option as a dark horse. Eric Jones driving the number 20. He needs something good to happen, and he has to do it here right now. The pressure's on for him to perform because he is trying to find a ride next year. And he's done really good at Dover. Uh, 15th place finish, 6th, 4th, 18th, 12th, 15th. Been a little bit up and down, but those times when he's finished in the top 10, he has scored over 33 points. And that's a really good viable option for a dark horse. And if he's able to get 35 or more points, he can put himself right back into it and then maybe compete for that win at Daytona. We know he's good at Daytona, but he just doesn't want to rely on that. He wants to do everything he can to be there within points just in case one of those drivers get into an accident. He can have a good top 10 finish and then be able to secure his spot. But either way, Eric Jones is a good dark horse. There is an opportunity that he can get you 35 or more points He hasn't really performed that well in the last few races. This is the time for him to turn it around in that number 20 machine. Now to include a rookie. I'm going to include uh, Cole Custer in the driver of the number 41 machine. Really likes this track. Uh, Finished first, fourth, and second in the last three races here in the Xfinity Series. And the 41 car is finished in the top 14 the last few races. Now I'm trying to remember what race I did. I think this was Michigan where I had this stat. And unfortunately he really let me down however he does look really good at this racetrack he may be able to turn it around he's got to get his playoff car ready and to go if he wants to compete this might be the race where he can start trying to turn things around keep an eye on Cole Custer maybe save him on Sunday before putting him in on Saturday just to see how he runs but if he does really good there then you make sure to put him on there for the Sunday race at Dover because he does really good at this racetrack in the X fanity series Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 21, says this is one of his favorite tracks is Dover. And his last two finishes here in the number 95 machine were 7th and 20th. So, I mean, that's basically what you're going to get from Matt DiBenedetto. He's either going to get you a top 7 or he's going to finish in the back top 20. And we obviously don't want that to happen. But when a driver says that this is one of their favorite tracks, they tend to run really good here. Matt DiBenedetto needs a great run here. He absolutely needs to, because if he does not make the playoffs, I really think that Austin cindric is going to take him out of that car. If not, it's going to be one of the Roger Penske guys, and they're going to move Austin Cindric to maybe one of those top seats. So Matt DiBenedetto has to perform, and if it's one of his favorite tracks, he's going to do everything he can to get you a lot of points. So Matt DiBenedetto, another viable option as a dark horse. And now for the last guy, let's include the other guy running to make it into the playoffs, William Byron, driver of the number 24. William Byron... Average is only 27. It's one of the lower averages here on this list. However, the last two races here in 2019, he finished 13th and 8th with 31 or more points. The race before then... Uh, 19th 14th both those times two laps down so he really improved from two years ago he also has Chad Knaunz there on top of the pit box where Jimmy Johnson got his 11 victories here at Dover so Chad Knaunz also knows this track really well so this might really help out William Byron William Byron has to perform because there is potentially a good chance that Jimmy Johnson can make it into the chase with this race here so he's going to do everything he can to get as many points as he can to catch up to Matt Bandedetto so those are my top 15 guys. We got some good people to go here. A lot of people fairly close. I mean, Martin Trex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, all their averages are very, very close. Obviously, Martin Trex Jr. and Kevin Harvick seem to be head and shoulders of everybody, and Denny Hamlin's on the lower end, but it's hard to say Denny Hamlin's on the lower end and Chase Elliott because those guys have had a lot of success in the past few races here. So, Keep that in mind. It's going to be really hard to pick these guys, but, um, but hopefully you guys got a good enough options to go with here going into this race. Now let's look at some guys who kind of missed out on the opportunity to be on this list, and it could be due to their averages, could be the way they're performing right now. Either way, these are the guys that missed it. Ryan Blaney, driver of the number 12, actually missed uh, my picks, and the reason why is his best finish was eighth with 30 points, and his average finish has been 18th. I don't want to take a risk on Ryan Blaney right now. He seems to be uh, up and down. He's probably trying to go for victories. He really hasn't shown too much success here, especially in the number 12 and 21 car. It might be best to stay away from him. Eric Amarola, his best finish has been 11th. I don't think he's going to be a viable option until we go into the playoffs, so keep him off the list. Christopher Bell in the number 95, he's doing so well, he's just too inconsistent to be trusted right now. He cannot seal the deal, and it's cost him way too many races, and I just don't think he's a viable option. Number three of Austin Dillon, well, let's first see if he's even going to be in the race car, but he's only had one top 10 here, so even if he's in the race car, I don't really see him doing that great. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., good average points, 24, but not good enough to make it into the top 15. Tyler Reddick seems a little off right now. He's really struggling, and I really don't see him really coming back in Dover. Um, I I really think he's going to miss out on it. He's had a really good run, don't get me wrong. This rookie's been phenomenal, but I just think he's going to miss it out just um, finishing 17th or 18th. And the last guy, Kyle Larson, he's had one of the best stats here, but he's two races to run the race, so he's obviously not going to be on my list. So those are some guys that are going to be left out here. Um, we'll see how everyone does, and let me know what you guys go with. I think my picks right now are I'm going to use Martin Trex Jr. for two of those races because Martin Trex Jr., I haven't used him nearly as much as, say, like, Kevin Harvick or Chase Elliott so I might use him for both races I might throw in Jimmy Johnson for both races as well I just really think Jimmy Johnson's going to do well I will also include maybe Chase Elliott for one of those races and then the other two maybe use up Clint Boyer as much as I can because Clint Boyer is running really well right now he might do really good in this race so those are my other ones and then the Dark Horses it's going to be a little tough but I think I'm going to go with Matty Bandetto as one and then maybe split uh, Eric Jones and William Byron. I'm going to split a few of these guys up. Also, I might include Alex Bowman as one of my top guys. I may use Chase Elliott for one if he doesn't run well. I'll use Alex Bowman for another. So you guys don't have to use... Um, your six drivers for both races you can switch it up I strongly recommend that especially watch the Saturday race the Saturday race should be your main determination on who you put in for Sunday because we've seen Kevin Harvick did really good at both races and so did Denny Hamlin at Pocono so keep that one in mind but those are my picks let me know how you guys do and let's see if we can kick ass here this weekend at the doubleheader And that will conclude today's episode, guys. Like I said, you're going to be competing against the Indy 500. Uh, I do understand if you guys want to watch that race on Sunday. I'm going to probably have both races on at the same time. I just want to see Marco Andretti maybe get that Indy 500 win. If you guys haven't been keeping track of IndyCar, Marco Andretti is going to be on the starting pole for the Indianapolis 500. That's on Sunday. If you guys want to watch that, by all means, go watch it. Those have been some great races. But for the Dover race, they're going to have it on both Saturday and Sunday. So don't miss the Saturday race. That starts at 4 p.m. Eastern on August 22nd. That will be played on NBC Sports Network. And then the Sunday race is also going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern also on NBC Sports Network. So make sure to have both of those at least recorded or be ready to watch them because it should be pretty interesting. It's going to shape up the playoffs, and then I just can't imagine how Daytona's going to be next week. But let's see who makes it in. We may have an oddball make it in. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's the 20-1 to odds. It might be a good gamble to go with, so... So maybe put your bets on Jimmy Johnson. He might win you some good, cold, hard cash. Other than that, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to the rest and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.